spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Monday. 15 days away from this election. Your portion of the program is being brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Very ethical. Well, say it with me, Chad. 15 days. 15 days. 15 days, and this thing will be over until it goes to court. And then we've got 15 months of it. All right. One of the races. Superintendent of Public Instruction. We've got uh, Kathy Hoffman, who has a job now, a Democrat. She's going against uh, Tom Horn. He's uh, he's a Republican. He's something. He's something else. Joining us in studio is Kathy Hoffman, Superintendent of Public Instruction. How are you today? Doing great. These polls are close. You and Tom Horn is neck and neck. Uh, what are you making of this race? Are you, are you feeling confident that you're going to win? Or are you looking and saying, I got to tell you, too close for me. Well, it is too close. So I'm working really hard. I'm out there knocking on doors all over the state. I'm phone banking, not wasting a minute between now and Election Day, making turn, making sure we turn out every single vote in Arizona. But I will say that back in 2018, I had a similar experience. I ran against two uh, seasoned career politicians, both in the primary and the general. And I was underestimated then. And here I am. So I'm, I'm working really hard to make sure that we have a solid win come Election Day. Are you surprised at how close the polls is, given all? that you've been through and you know where you've come from as far as as you know hey you've done this job and and you feel like you you know hey I've I've earned at least a little bit of a jump uh but it feels like you know again everybody you know if you got a D by your name uh people are coming for you yeah I think I've shown Arizona what it what it means to have a career educator leading the Department of Education. I'm also a new mom. I'm very passionate about making sure that all kids have a high-quality education for their kids. And then I also think that my opponent, Tom Horn, also has a very known record in Arizona full of corruption and scandals. And the people he's been associating with, like David Stringer and Joe Arpaio, are not classy people. So I, I am a little surprised that people are keeping you know sticking to party lines and mm. and not really thinking that through and david stringer was the uh guy who got booted out of the arizona legislature um pedophile it's a guy uh that tom horn likes and is friends with and at one point may have been part of his campaign and when we had tom horn on he denied it and said this guy's not part of my campaign uh I didn't necessarily believe that that was the case. I think that he heard, oh, my gosh, now people are hearing that David Stringer is my friend. Uh, and I, I might as well I might want to get away from this. Is that what you what you took from it, too? Yeah, because days before his interview here on KTAR, he was on TV saying, absolutely, David Stringer was working on his campaign and he defended him and defended his record of he was he David Stringer pled guilty to paying minors for sex. That's not someone you should associate with. He was the first person that Tom Horn thanked the day after he won the primary election. We're talking about leading Arizona schools, being not just being around kids, being around teachers, and and that is of of long. That is a, so far from what we want near this position. Talking to Kathy Offman, uh, Superintendent of Public uh, Instruction. So. Uh, the scores, the testing, way down. Obviously, COVID had a big thing to do about it. And I said from jump, I think keeping kids home after a while was going to become a massive mistake. And, you know, it was also became a badge of courage for a lot of people, almost a pushback against the Trump administration. Uh, but the reality is, is it seems to have hurt a lot of kids, especially uh, kids who are in underprivileged areas. Uh, they have fallen really behind. And I kept telling everybody, 
I think the teachers are going to pay for this at some point in time because I think parents were very frustrated. Well, so nationally, the, the test scores just came out that did show across the entire nation that the declines in reading and math are the most significant declines we've seen in over 30 years of education. And Arizona actually held steady for reading scores compared to 2019. We held steady, but we did have a dip in math just like the rest of the country. So I, I think it's, we're all in this together as parents, as teachers, really working together. I would encourage families to make sure they're well connected with what resources their schools can offer in terms of tutoring or summer school, even uh, longer school days. Like our, our schools are really trying to offer more to get kids caught up. And, and so I, I do think we need to all work, be in this together to accelerate learning. And I, we again, the pandemic was unprecedented. And I, I look forward to now being focused on accelerating learning and doing everything we can to support our kids. How about, uh, how about the lack of teachers that we have in Arizona? There's a huge shortage. That could be part of it. How about the other thing that is 40 kids in a class? I mean, this is if you have those those two things going against you and then you put a pandemic in front of it as well. Uh, I'm not really surprised that these test results went down. Yeah, exactly. actually, that's why the fact that we stayed steady in reading is actually a pretty big accomplishment for yeah. Arizona compared to other states. Um, so despite our, the challenges, if despite the teacher shortage um, that we actually held steady in reading was quite significant. But And also Arizona had, we, of all the states, we were one of the states that had the most growth over the past 10 years, looking at the 10-year growth. So we do have... Have some wins in there, some silver linings, but we have to do more to address the teacher shortage and, and to make the prof- profession appealing to the next generation. Right, Kathy Hoffman, superintendent of public instruction. Uh, she's in a tough race against Tom Horn. Okay, Katie Hobbs wants to be the governor. She says she wants to give teachers a big raise, 14000 per year. Okay, right away, right, right, I like that. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if it's possible. Is that possible or is this just another politician saying, let me throw this up. A lot of people will like it. I like it. Who doesn't want to pay teachers more? But is that impossible to give teachers a $14,000 raise? Well, I, I love that this is something Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on. And that's something I'm hearing time and time when I'm knocking on doors is people, when I ask about, you know, is education one of your top issues? They say, yes, and we need to pay our teachers more. I hear that time and time again. So I do think we need to work with the legislature to find a way to get it done. You know, I, I see the, the sports gaming and I see the, the marijuana sales and I'm like, wait a second, where why is none of that money going towards our K-12 public education? So I think there's an opportunity to get creative, but um, Arizona continues to not even fund full-day kindergarten, which is really hard on on families. I um, I think about, you know, when my daughter will be starting kindergarten in a few years, I, I can't imagine kindergarten only being three hours long. That's mm. just simply not long enough for working families. On the other side of it, you have Carrie Lake who says, hey, I want to pay teachers more too. But she says, we got to stop putting more money into schools. She wants to get rid of administrators. She says we have too many administrators. Is Carrie Lake right? Well, if you go to any of our schools, and you know our community is very well connected to our schools, then you know there's great principals and that the leadership of principals and district administrators that are they're really the, the guiding light to our schools and and the ones that have strong leaders, the strongest leaders who have, and especially those who have been in the position for several, at least several years where they have that consistency. Those are the schools that are the highest achieving. So if you want to have great schools, you need to have great leaders. So I don't think it's about moving, but shifting. Are there too many of them. Are there too many of them? Yeah, I think 
I mean, Goldwater Institute did that big thing saying administrators have grown tremendously comparatively to what teachers have done and 30 percent higher than than, you know, students are coming in. They're growing. And it's not just, you know, elementary through K. It's nationwide. Administrators have grown. But that's a huge thing. But it's like I'd rather have more teachers than more administrators. But our teachers won't stay unless they have strong leadership to be, you know, to be that guide within their school. So I, you know, we can always evaluate that to see at, at the district levels what what that looks like in terms of funding. But I, I do think, you know, where I'm focused is um, how are we strengthening the teacher pipeline? We're providing, we've put millions of dollars into teacher mentoring programs, but we also have to have strong pipelines to leadership. And if you think about, we have some huge districts like the Mesa Public Schools are big biggest one they employ thousands and thousands of people and if that was a company that ceo would be making millions mm-hmm. but instead we have our our district leaders who in comparison make pennies Kathy Hoffman, uh, superintendent of public instruction in a race uh, against uh, Tom Horn who's a republican last one is we're running out of time um when you look back on on your years and you, you want to win and you want more years what'd you do right and what did you do wrong my proudest achievement is the work we've done to support our students' mental health. We know, especially during the pandemic, that mental health was a huge challenge for our kids and families. And so we we worked in a bipartisan way with the legislature to add tens of millions of dollars to our school safety grant program, which has added hundreds of school counselors and social workers. And we also invested federal funds. So we have reduced the student-to-school counselor ratio by 20%, meaning more kids in our schools have access to mental health supports and resources that they need need. Um, you know, the, what I would do, what would di- you do differently? differently, I think more needs to be done around school safety. I launched the school safety task force back in 2019. And I think that's an area where we need to bring that group back together, bring back the task force, maybe look at adding some new members. But that continues to be a concern for me, knowing that our schools don't have adequate resources for making sure that their buildings have, have the facilities, have the appropriate resources to and, and appropriate plans, making sure they can do risk assessments. There's all these different components that I think our schools continue to need more support on. All right. Superintendent of Public Instruction, Kathy Hoffman, the Democrat, she's taking on the Republican Tom Horn. Uh, thank you for joining us in studio and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we've got a Karen themed Halloween decoration. Nice. Chad. Everybody says it's offensive. Well, Why is that offensive? Everything's offensive. Everything's offensive these days. We'll talk about it next. The Gatos Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's check the Gatos Big Q at KTAR.com. Listen at 8.50 in the morning when I uh, uh, give Broomhead some crap. Sometimes I listen as I walk by. Good, good. A new poll says a staggering 52% of people won't be handing out Halloween costs, Halloween candy, excuse me, because of inflation. Are you skipping Halloween this year because of inflation? 73% say no. Who are the other 27%? Unless uh, somebody doesn't come to your house, which happens. Right. You're really skipping it because you can't afford a couple bucks of candy? Skipping it or you're using it as an excuse to not go. open the door. There you go. I think a lot of people Please don't. be fair enough. <laughs> no one wants to answer the door. Um, there's, a, um, there's a certain decoration uh, that is uh, apparently offensive for, for Halloween. Now, Chad, I know you. Everything in your house... And inside and outside, because you really do it up for Halloween. All of that is offensive. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that was our goal. You've got you've got a ton of stuff out there. Yeah. Okay. 
Why is a Karen? Karen? Yeah. Why is uh, I don't even know what it is. Is it? It. How do I explain this? It's I, a Karen themed Halloween decoration, and some people don't like it. Right. So, so it's a scarecrow that was decorated to look like Karen? Yes. Here, Take a listen. The city of Prosser removing a Halloween display. Historic downtown Prosser announced a decorating contest. So Prosser City Hall decorated its display to feature Karen's garden, dressing up a scarecrow as a Karen with the shirt reading, Can I Speak to the Manager? The city of Prosser announced this afternoon that City Hall had taken down its display and pulled its entry from the competition. The press release refers to the display as inconsistent with the spirit of the competition. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, That's inconsistent with the spirit of the competition because not fair because they would have won because it's funny. Is it even funny or is it kind of stupid? That's funny. Can I talk to your manager? That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. That's every. Eh, get over it. There's so much you're going to do, right? Because you're not going to go crazy spooky. I mean, I'm uh, here's just to explain it. I see a garden. Okay. I see flowers. And then there's a scarecrow. And it's. It looks, it, it kind of looks like a person, uh, and it's it's Karen. Can I speak to the manager? Yeah. That's the T-shirt. Yeah. How is that offensive? Because you're making fun of somebody who is a real person in theory, which is plenty of Karens, and apparently yeah, they but, were upset, and they went into Prosser County and said, can I speak to your manager because you guys would have liked this of me out there? Yeah, I don't get it. I think it's a, I, that's funny. People are oversensitive. Oh, gosh. People, you know how you get over the oversensitivity and the wackiness of wokeness and insanity? Every once in a while, most of the time, when something happens, you just go, No. I'm not going to fire them. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm not going to take it down. I'm not going to do whatever it is that you're asking me to do. So if you want to go cry somewhere else, Karen, do it. Yeah. There are people in this world that wake up and absolutely can't wait to be offended. To be offended. And they have to go out and make sure that their voice is heard. Professional victims. I would just tell you to, not you, to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Everybody shut. Uh, So part of it is uh, they're ripping white women. Because um, that's part of what they're saying. Karen is a white person. I didn't know Karen was a white person. Oh, yeah, person. Karen's super white. Is Karen super white? She's super white. And she's super annoying. And so she's only, always asking for the manager. So only a white woman <laughs> can ask that question. Can I speak yeah. to the manager? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's racist. No, is what but, we're talking it, but about. what it is, is it's just that that's how it became that was the Karen. Oh, gosh. Karen, can yeah. I speak to your manager, please? Yeah. All right. Well, some city uh, in Washington. Uh, has take, taken down a Karen-themed Halloween display after community backlash, which means one phone call. Yeah. Well, that's all it one means. Phone that's call. all you need to do anymore. That's it. One, one phone, phone call. One phone call. It's the flea wagging the tail wagging the dog. All right. Coming up next, <laughs> Becky Lynn has the headlines at 3.30, but we are going to interrupt her in a nice, uh, polite way. Little snark. Little snark. Little no. snark. We call it holding up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. And with those headlines, here she is, award-winning, Becky Lim. Arizona votes. 
The tactical year needs to go because I don't see what valid purpose that serves. Maricopa County's top elections official is concerned about reports of voter intimidation over the weekend. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richard tells the Mike Broomhead show he condemns several individuals dressed in tactical gear who were observing voters at a ballot drop box in Mesa Friday night. Behavior such as this is so counterproductive and is just really meant to further stoke some passions that we know are high. He invites people who have insecurities about our elections to get involved. Whether it's being an observer for the political party or whether it's working elections themselves or whether it's just having a phone call with me because I'll walk you through the whole process. Grizel the Satino KTAR News. You can be intimidating without committing a crime. You can make people uncomfortable without committing a crime. It doesn't make it okay. That's the Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Pinzone addressing questions about alleged voter intimidation. He says he's gotten 14 election-related tips of those circumstances. There have been no arrests or citations related to these incidents. Holding up the headlines. Hold them up. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. So one thing we can tell you at four o'clock, we're going to interview someone who watched the people who were watching the ballot drop boxes. Man. So the people in the tactical gear hiding their faces, these patriots, and, you know, they're watching the ballot box. We're going to speak to someone who was watching them. Oh, um, and see this. This is where it gets dangerous because now you got people in each other's faces. You know, and this is where it gets very, very scary. We're also going to talk to Bill Gates in the four o'clock hour. Oh, my God. He's a billion. No, no, no. no. Chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. He don't like to see this stuff either. No. Take the tactical gear off, people. Take, yeah, and by the way, by the way, you're why, not hunting. Why are you hiding your face if you're doing something wrong? Right. Why are you hiding your ugly faces if you're doing something wrong? I'm just saying you're not hunting anybody. Take the gear off and just stand there and don't bug anybody and see what happens. OK, if you want to stare at people all day, go ahead. But just enough. My goodness. What Some of you guys of need to get jobs. Seriously. We're holding up the headlines. Happening right now. This illegal scheme is nothing but an attempt to inject chaos. Cochise County should feel so proud and feel fortunate that they have people who will stand up. Speaker after speaker voicing their opinions about the scheduled vote by the Cochise County Board of Supervisors over hand counting all the ballots in the upcoming election on November 8th. The board wants the hand count alongside the machine count, even though the Cochise County Attorney's Office and the Secretary of State say it would be illegal. We'll continue to monitor the developments throughout the afternoon. We'll have for you the final vote. When it happens, yeah, they should start counting now. You better. Because that way they should have it done by the next election in 2024. It's just become insane. We have people watching drop boxes. We've got, we've got an entire county that says we don't trust the machines. What we do trust is human error. <laughs> if you ask a human to do something, there's always going to be error. If you ask a machine to do it, the machine's going to be pretty good. It's like, do you want to do the math in your head or do you want to use a calculator? Which one do you think and how many is going to work better? People are you going to have to bring in to not only count, but then to count what they're counting. So you have a backup. And on top of that, let's go out and we're going to have to verify signatures and all who gets to be the tiebreaker in this. That is I going to watch be him count. I want to watch him count. I want, I'm going to put a tactical gear on and I'm going to put a thing over my face. And I'm going to, I want to watch them count the vote. Tactical gear. I want to, no I want to stand gear. over their shoulder and watch them count the vote. 
Khakis might be the most tactical thing you have. <laughs> All right, we're holding up the headlines. KTAR eyes on the economy. It's almost a certainty that Arizona's next governor will be dealing with an economic recession early in the first term. During Sunday night's one-on-one on AZTV7 with KTAR's Mike Broomhead, Republican candidate Carrie Lake outlined her economic priorities. We're watching as companies want to relocate here, and we need to have the infrastructure in place when those companies want to relocate here. So we're going to work on infrastructure, securing the border. Lake says she wants to end the food and rental tax that some cities rely on to pay for fire and police. Lake says the state will use the general fund to reimburse cities and counties. I'll tell you one thing about Carrie Lake. She wants to win. Yep. Can't say that about Katie Hobbs. I don't even know if Katie Hobbs wants to win anymore. No. The way that she is going about uh, campaigning, it doesn't look like this is someone who wants to win the election, even though if you look at every poll, it's it's a couple points here for Hobbs, a few points here for Lake. Most of the polls are really close. Even now, the polls are tightening with Blake Masters. Everything is kind of close, but you do wonder who wants it more of the two. Oh, and, I don't wonder. Uh, do you, you wonder? Know. Who wants it more, Carrie Lake or Katie Hobbs? Oh, come on. Come on. Just because she'll go anywhere and talk to anybody anytime except for us. But, anybody, anytime, but anywhere. Carrie Lake wants it more. Yeah. It does. doesn't mean that she's the right choice, necessarily, but it also doesn't mean Katie Hobbs is the right choice. It just means Katie Hobbs is being very lazy when it comes. This is one of the worst campaigns that I've seen. It's the entitlement, man. I'm telling you, she feels that she. She, somehow, I think she thought, and, and more and more is coming out, that they spent a ton of money trying to get people like Carrie Lake through, the Democrats across the country, mm-hmm. hoping it was going to be an easy race. What they didn't figure was Hobbs here was going to go hiding. We're holding up the headlines. There's a new poll from Data Orbital that shows where Arizonans want education policies to lean. In the election for Arizona superintendent, Republican Tom Horn has a 2% lead over Democrat Kathy Hoffman, according to the 500 likely voters surveyed by Data Orbital. More than 50% of those surveyed also support expansions to the recently passed ESA voucher program, which would allow parents to opt out of public schools in favor of other options. In a September debate, Hoffman claimed it needed significant oversight. This Data Orbital poll was sponsored Sponsored by the organization Yes Every Kid. Brandon King, KTR News. Hey, listen, I understand why some of you want to vote for Kerry Lake. I get it all day. I get it. I don't understand how any of you would want to vote for Tom Horn, though. Tom Horn's best friend is a pedophile. And he was part of the, he said it on, on three, three TV. Yeah. This guy, uh, David Stringer, was part of his campaign. He's running for school superintendent. You want a guy who's best friends with another guy who paid off two kids yeah. to do stuff? It wasn't supposed to get, get out. I don't get it. I and don't get did. it. And we're talking about youth, and we're talking about the fact that he, he came on here and he said, no, 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 he's not part of it. But still, uh, he did say immediately, first person who thanked him was, was, was Stringer when he got past the primaries. And it, Stringer it, was pushed out by his own party in the Arizona legislature. A few years ago. For stuff he did that was never supposed to get out, that right. should have gotten out. The minute you run for office, that kind of stuff should get out. Oh, by the way, he, he's a kid toucher. Yeah. Allegedly. Not yeah. really. He confessed to it. Mm. And again, he's got an R by his name. If you're a Republican out there, you really want that guy as as the top teacher in Arizona? Again, I'll say it. I get it if you want to vote for Carrie Lake. I see what she brings. I might not like everything that she says, but I get it. I understand that. Uh, voting for Tom Horn, I'll never understand. That's a waste. KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, tell you what. I'm excited for life because 15 days, 15 days. I know 15 days and we have an election and we'll see how that goes. You know, in our in our last segment, uh, well, it was, you know, with Becky Lynn and we were chatting about a whole bunch of of stuff. And we've interviewed uh, Kathy Hoffman today, superintendent of public instruction. A few weeks ago, we put uh, her opponent, Tom Horn, on. Um, He's the Republican. And I just, I said this a few minutes ago. Maybe you're just joining us. Like, it, isn't it okay sometimes to vote for the other party? Because, like, with Tom Horn, I, I went over his record. Sex scandal, 2012, in office. He's got a mistress. Hit a car. Hit and run. Put a hat on and ran because the, the feds were looking at him. You know, his best friend is David Stringer. And who is that, chat? I'm sorry. Uh, he, he had some troubles with uh, paying children for sex. Right. Okay. Back so, in the was it early 80s or whatever in Baltimore, I think, or something like that. So if Tom Horn and his best buddy is David Stringer, doesn't that, and he wants to be Arizona's top teacher, doesn't, you as a Republican out there, don't, don't, don't you think maybe you vote the other way? I think what happens is if you're unhappy, you don't vote. Voting against your beliefs is something you don't want to do. Voting for against somebody you don't like who, quote unquote, say, I'm all about your beliefs. Well, that's a different story. So people are willing to just say, you know, best bet at that point in time is just stay at home. Maybe. Or you vote against the bad person. But voting against your belief system. That person may be a bad person. But if he enacts the things that you believe in, you really don't care because I don't know the guy. On the other side of it, let's talk about Carrie Lake. I get what's wrong with Carrie Lake, but I also get what's right with Carrie Lake. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see why many of you are going to go and vote for her. I mean, she's eloquent. She looks like a fighter. She's hungry. She wants the job. She wants the gig. I understand all that stuff. What I can't get past as an independent is she's an election denier. I got to tell you, if she didn't do the election denier stuff... I might be more willing to vote for her because Katie Hobbs is very weak. But but I'm trying to just I hope you understand what I'm kind of trying to say here. Like you have a guy like Tom Horn with all the bad stuff. Yeah, he's a Republican. And I look at that and I say, listen, nobody should vote for that guy. But I also understand. Let's talk about another Republican, Carrie Lake. You're going to go vote for her. I understand why you're voting for her. I don't understand why you'd vote for Tom Horn with all that crap it's in the simple. past. Well, it's simple, man. It's people aren't going to vote against their belief system because we identify in such a way nowadays is red or blue. And it's so tribal. It's wrong. It might be, but that's the way we are. So you can call it wrong all you want. It's the same reason that people across the country are going to vote for somebody that they can't stand and know that's a bad candidate R or D. But because the other side could get your vote or not a vote they see it as a as a going against their own belief so I'll, system I'll check my moral compass this one time yeah. no 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 so I, I guess I don't know I just don't maybe I just don't get it because I don't I don't I don't have a red jacket or a blue Plus, jacket you, you, people forget this too the trust side of it everybody thinks because this time one group has the power that the they're gonna figure out a way to always take and keep the power and never let anybody else have it so there's that fear factor there because we have zero trust okay. in anything anymore then which re- is stupid real quick you know the guy who is a Republican, and he was hanging out in his car, watching his phone, doing something he 
shouldn't have done. Are we going to? Are you going to vote for that guy if you're a Republican? No, because you know what? How many people have actually talked about it? He was outside of us. But how many people talked about it with his pants down? But you're still going to vote for that guy? Most people couldn't even tell you his name. They'll I just see R by on there. I couldn't tell you his name because I don't remember it. There you go. I'm just saying. Sometimes it's okay if but you're they in- don't put guy was outside <laughs> next to a playground has an R by his name with Lena's diddle. Sometimes if you're a Democrat, it's okay if you vote for a Republican. And sometimes if you're a Republican, it's okay if you vote for a Democrat. All right, Skatos Chat Show coming up next. Uh, you know the tactical gear and the guys that are watching the ballot drop boxes? We're going to talk to a woman who's watching them on the Gatos and Chat Show.